Hey guys, welcome to yet another great episode of Destiny Eclipse. Taylor here today. So today is April 4th, 2015. You know what that means. Daredevil has finally aired on Netflix. I know that I've been kind of super excited about this ever since they announced it. Um, I'm going to do a sort of kind of half-assed live live watch, which basically means since it is an hour long, I feel like if you're going to listen to me talk about it for a full hour, you should just go ahead and watch it yourself. So I'm going to give my opinions here and there, um, talk about what's going on, just because, again, there's no need for you to listen to me talk for an hour. So this will be a maybe 20, 30-minute show. We'll see exactly how it goes. So, you know, waiting on Netflix to do its little thing, 99%. I really like the fact that they are jumping straight into everything. Um, origin stories are great. Um, and I'll admit, I'm not the biggest fanatic of Daredevil, so my knowledge is really low. I did see the Ben Affleck movie. It was awful. I actually preferred Elektra over that, which don't burn me at the stake. I just, I really like Elektra. But I feel that Origins, you know... If you're gonna watch a show for something, you you know, granted he's not he's not he's not Superman or Batman, you know. So again, I just I like the way that they're starting this out. I like the little cinematic of him losing his sight. I thought that was really really cool. You know, we've got our little obligatory religious. I'm confused about everything thing going on right now. I'm actually really enjoying this kind of story that he's got going on about his father. Just the whole, basically what inspired him to uh, live without fear and kind of his inspiration for Daredevil. You know, that his father would lose all fear and let the devil out. Which, I mean, it's still super early on in the episode. So there's no guarantee that he's even chosen his mantle or even realized his powers. Which, again, as I previously stated, I like that there's not a big origin thing going on here just because I don't – like in the old movie, I didn't need a 10-minute sequence of Matt Murdock being 10 years old and discovering his abilities. I felt like that was kind of stupid and really unnecessary. But I guess you have a little more liberty with a TV show than you do an actual cinematic uh, movie, uh, film. Okay, judging by what he just said, there's a high chance that he has become Daredevil already. We, uh, we're just going to have to sit and watch and see what's going on. Actually, I'm going to go ahead and comment on the superhero and religion thing, which is really weird. Um, I like that Marvel does allow the superhuman beings to have, you know, morals and you know, that moral compass, the, this need for guidance, such as, you know, Magneto being Jewish, Kitty Pride and her faith, and I do like Daredevil's big thing on, um, you know, he knows what he, he's doing is right, but at the same time, God wouldn't allow it, so I like that he still has kept his faith, even though he, um, you know, he's kind of fighting the scum of the city, which... Completely off topic thing, but I like the fact that Marvel has very much let culture and religion and things like that still be a part of what they do. That scene that we just watched, I'm really impressed with it because I feel like that was very much an homage to his father. How he said, you know, his father would 
let the beast, the devil out, and the way that, you know, him just wailing on that guy, just amazing. I'm in love with this, um, I'm very much in love with the opening sequence so far. I'm like 10 seconds into it. It's just, I don't even know how to describe it. I'm loving this whole, like, slow paint, you know, just bread dripping everywhere. You know, it, obviously it's the red of his normal costume, but I see it very much being like the blood of the city, you know. And I like that it, I love the fact that it started off with Lady P Justice, because we all know that that's what Daredevil fights for. He's very much a uh, justice seeker. You know, he he helps the guy that can't help himself, especially in Hell's Kitchen, when there, when there really is nobody to help, help you. This first scene that uh, plays after the opening sequence, I really like the fact that you know, Daredevil's having a real, I'm sorry, Matt is having a really hard time trying to get out of bed. You know, he's bruised and he's battered, which I think is what really sets Matt Murdock and Daredevil apart from the rest of the um, Marvel Universe. Because, I mean, he he's a superhero fighting with people like Spider-Man and the X-Men, Captain America, you know, all these not-so-human, humanoid characters. And... Um, I like the fact that he's bruised and battered, and even though, yes, he's got this echolocation power, it's he's very vulnerable, unlike a lot of his counterparts in this universe. Again, I like the fact that Daredevil jumped straight into co conflict and controversy, because we've already been introduced to this, the incident, um, which, besides the description the realtor gave us, we don't really know what that is. Um, and I like the fact, again, we're not beating around the bush. We're getting straight to the point. But they're giving just a, a, just a taste. They're not really giving too much away too early on in the, the episode, especially in the season. I mean, this is the pilot. So something like that could easily ruin it. Don't know how I feel about uh, our first scene of Deborah Wood and Woodhall. I, I apologize if I said her name wrong. But in a very true blood stance, I mean... Again, straight to the point, but, uh, yeah, again, very, very, very true blood. Blood dripping, freaking out. Um, I'm interested to see where she goes, because I only know her as Jessica from True Blood, so to see her evolve into another role is going to be very, very, very interesting. The dynamic between Matt and Foggy is interesting, especially the fact that the show is very keen on showing you the different examples on how Foggy is very much he's going to do anything to get a case including bribing a police officer uh, even if it is only a um, a uh, box of cigars for his mother and he's very much for the money where Matt is very much the good Samaritan he's the guy, selfless guy which probably goes back to him growing up in Hell's Kitchen and knowing that there's not, you know, there's not a lot to go around. Um, I'm interested to see how this develops a little more. How, I don't know how I feel about the fact that Daredevil's taking it very lightly with the special effects, with, especially with Matt's powers. That may be the fact that I'm used to the Ben Affleck one where it was very heavy echo screen. Whereas with this one... Very faint changes in what's actually going on in, in the uh, storyline. 
I mean, that's currently going on in the scene. Granted, I guess he's a character that you can really go without needing a whole bunch of um, special effects, considering, you know, his sight, his extra sight is his only power. We're just going to have to see where it goes. Now it looks like we've got our first big bad. Yep. And there's the daughter that's going to be used for blackmail. I mean, we're good. 20 minutes in, we've got our first possible villain. Well, probably not villain. He's probably more minion. But... Eh, I don't know. You know, it's not an era where it completely starts off with action, which I thought was that. Again, different show, different time. Mad respects, though, for, you know, again, comparing Daredevil to the rest of the Marvel Universe of the minions and villains not being afraid to use blackmail and such, and, you know, the family especially, to get what they need out of people where, you know, you've got... Doctor Doom, who can do just about anything he wants from his little tower in Latvia, along with, you know, Green Goblin and stuff like that. So, kudos to those guys for keeping it old-fashioned, gangster-style. Again, we have mentioned the incident. And again, you know, they're really good about not telling us what, it, what exactly this incident was. Which, I feel is going to be the main point of this entire season maybe not like a focal upfront one but it's definitely going to be underlying in a lot of things that will be discussed and we'll probably figure out what it was either midway through or at the end so so far so good as long as this you know incident isn't a big the island like it was an arrow because honestly if it turns into something like that this show's going to get really old really quickly this really interesting nurturing side that they have with this Matt Murdock is very compelling, especially because this was definitely not something we saw with the Ben Affleck version of Daredevil. Even though it may be a ploy for him to, you know, bed women, or in this case get much, much further in the case. So I'm really confused about the reference they just made, the heroes and there are and their consequences is what provides this opportunity. So I'm curious to see how they're going to go with that. Are they just talking about the men in blue? Or are they actually talking about superheroes that came before, um, you know, Matt Murdock took on his mantle? I mean, there are rumors that this Daredevil is going to tie in with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So not going to lie, I got a little more giddy than I probably should have right there. So we've got this chilling scene between young Matthew Murdock and his father, and basically his father trying to make sure that he gets a better life than him. And just this unsettling scene of his father having him feel his face to see how damaged he is. And again, just very, very chilling. And I don't even know if I call it motivation. That was just... I mean, I got current Matt Murdock to get up and continue fighting, but still, that was... That was something else. Alright, so I just finished this, and... Holy shit. This was amazing. Just... Everything about it was almost absolutely perfect. Just... The fights, the story, the characters. And... I like that the Kingpin is very much this... 
evil entity, but at no point in time did he show up in this. I also like that towards the end, um, you get to see how these other, um, what's it called? These other crime lords that the Kingpin works with and how they, they work. Like you get to see the, the Chinese woman with her Coke, her Coke, underground Coke business, uh, there's something coming to Hell's Kitchen. I don't read Japanese, but something's happening. Just like, oh my god, this was perfect. Just, oh. And the next episode, we get to see Rosario Dawson in her role, which I'm interested to see because she's always Mimi and Rent to me, and I don't have the highest regard for her. But I, oh guys, definitely, definitely go check this out. It's perfect. This is definitely a binge worthy show. Like. There's a very high chance that after this, I'm just going to continue watching. So, uh, I want to apologize ahead of time. Well, not really ahead of time because we're done now. But there's not a lot of leniency with this show just because I did just kind of pause and talk about things that were currently going on. But um, definitely check this show out. It's perfect. It blew Arrow out of the water. It blew Flash out of the water. This is... Marvel can do no wrong. I mean... <laughs> definitely check it out guys but this is taylor so y'all have a great evening and like i said check it out bye